Welcome to Gringo's Eternal Family's podcast. Gringo's Eternal Family is a ministry with a purpose of being God's love to the 99 and the 1. You can visit our website and check out our blog post at gringoseternalfamily.com for more content. We hope you are encouraged and blessed by today's episode. Thank you. Welcome back, Eternal Family. I hope everyone is doing good. In today's episode, we will continue with the Gospel of Jesus Christ series. This is part three. And today we will fully look at and explain the Gospel of Jesus Christ. I pray that our hearts will be open and ready to receive and hear God's word in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Um... In the last episode, we talked about what is salvation and why is it important. Um, now that we've talked about that, I bet you are excited to know how exactly does salvation occur? How do I get saved? But I thought before we dive into how to get saved, let's look deeply and fully into what the gospel of Jesus Christ is. Let's look at the message that saves. All right. Okay, so what is the gospel? The Greek word for the word gospel is euangelion, and euangelion simply means good news. However, there's a lot of good news out there, guys. Um, there's there are false news, and there's good news about temporary things. Like if you buy a car, that's a good news. If you graduate, that's a good news. If you get married, that's a good news. But those kind of good news they cannot save. Um, there's a particular good news, the gospel, that we must believe in to be saved. Every other good news will um, only result in heightened feelings of happiness, temporary joy, but they will not result in faith. The only good news that gives faith, eternal joy, and salvation to its hearer is the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. So what then exactly is the good news? We're going to look in the Bible for these answers. So we're going to look at Romans chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. It says, From Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, and an apostle chosen and called by God to preach his good news. The good news was promised long ago by God through his prophets, as written in the Holy Scriptures. It is about his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. As to his humanity, he was born a descendant of David. As to his divine holiness, it was shown with great power to be the Son of God by being raised from dead. So here Paul is telling us, and he begins his letters to the Romans by introducing himself as an apostle called to preach the good news. He goes on to tell us who the good news is about. It is about Jesus Christ. God's son. He also mentioned that the good news was promised a long time ago through the prophets and was written in the Holy Scriptures, which is the Old Testament, even before the birth of Jesus Christ on earth as human. So the incarnate Jesus. So we are clear and certain that the gospel, the good news, is about Jesus Christ. So we're going to look at another scriptures that tells us exactly and clearly what the good news of Jesus Christ is is and this is in first corinthians 15 verse 1 to 4. paul is also writing here to the corinthians he says and now i want to remind you my friends of the good news the gospel that i preached to you 
which you received and on which your faith stands firm. That is the gospel, the message that I preach to you. You are saved by the gospel if you hold firmly to it unless it was for nothing that you believed. I passed on to you what I received which is of the greatest importance that Jesus Christ died for our sins as written in the scriptures that he was buried and that he was raised to life three days later as written in the scriptures so Paul in his first letters to the Corinthians he writes to remind them of the gospel he preached to them and the importance of Christ's resurrection amongst other things that he wrote to them about in 1 Corinthians. It reminded them that the gospel he preached to them and they received and believed in saved them unless they did not truly believe. The gospel of Christ Jesus saves and saves completely if we believe in it. It goes on to explicitly spell out what the gospel is in verse 3 and 4. It says that the gospel of Christ Jesus that we ought to believe in and be saved by is that Jesus Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. It was buried and was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. That is the message of the gospel of Christ Jesus. It is as simple as that. It is simply telling us that Jesus is the Christ. The word Christ means Messiah, Savior, and he has done what he has to do to save us. He has died, he was buried, and he resurrected. All we need to do is believe it. Romans 3 verse 25 says that God gave Jesus as the atonement sacrifice through the shedding of his blood, which we must receive by faith. In 1 Timothy 1, to 1 verse 15, Paul says to Timothy, Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. So a Savior or a Messiah saves. Jesus specifically came to save sinners. All men unhurt by default fall into this category so it came to save mankind from sin and its penalty of death and jesus already did this by dying for our sins and resurrecting from the dead signifying the assurance of eternal life it is very important that we believe in the resurrection of jesus christ it is very significant and we must believe in it People will often listen when we talk about Jesus' birth and when we talk about his death and when we talk about his burial. But at the mention of his resurrection, they stumble and take offense. They can't believe that part. You know, they say something like, how can someone die and come back from the dead? But Jesus did come back from the dead. It is the truth and it is evident by history. So it is not enough for us to just believe that Jesus died and was buried. Salvation is made complete in our hearts when we believe in Jesus Christ's resurrection. The resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead is the foundation on which our faith must stand. Because think about it, if Jesus simply died for our sins and stayed dead, then it is all vain. 
Why then do we bother to live a righteous and holy life? Why are we wasting time doing good works after we get saved? Why do we even bother to get saved to begin with? If we're all gonna die anyway and stay dead, we might as well just drink, party, marry, and just live like as we want to. But it is because that is not the hand. And that is what makes Jesus Christ's resurrection significant. And that is why we must believe in it. Because it is our hope. Our hope that we have eternal life. Our hope that living a certain part life in this world is not in vain. We have an insurance of eternal life because of him on whom we place our faith and believe in. He is alive. So we also can live. Jesus Christ said in John 10 verse 10 that I have come to give you life and life in abundance. Life, guys. Life, not death. So it's not, it didn't just die and remain dead. Erexerated. And this is our own assurance of eternal life too. So if you already listened to the last episode that we talked about salvation and its importance we started reading the book of john chapter 3 and we stopped at verse 15 so i told you in that episode that we're going to continue reading the book of john in the next series in the next part so we're going to continue reading the book of john chapter 3 in this part we're going to start from verse 16 because we stopped at verse 15 in the last episode so John 3.16, everybody knows this. John 3.16 is very popular, is a very popular and easily quoted verse among Christians. I honestly do not think that it is a coincidence that it is the most popular verse. I believe that God intentionally made the most popular Bible verse among his people and even among some unbelievers the one that spares out is love and work of salvation. But I feel that many of us, we've been blinded to the significance, the grace and the light in this Bible verse because of familiarity and lack of understanding. This simple Bible verse, John three sixteen, is very revelational and joy-giving. I love it. It's my favorite Bible verse ever since I, you know, came to a deeper revelation and understanding of it. And that's what we're going to do for the rest of this episode. We're going to dive into and break down John 3.16 because it spells out the gospel of Jesus Christ. Just one verse sums it all up. So wrote with me, okay, as the Holy Spirit takes us through this verse and breaks it down and open our hearts, open our ears, open our hearts to it, okay? So John 3, 16, it says, For God so loved the word that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So we're going to take it word by word, okay? So first, for God so loved the world. That is so amazing. For us to understand this, let's go back to the beginning where it all started. Let's go back to the beginning of the creation of man and woman in the book of Genesis. God created Adam and Eve and he gave them the freedom 
full freedom to do anything and to eat anything in the Garden of Eden, except eating and touching of the fruit of the tree of a good and evil. If they did touch it or eat from it, they would die. But let's see what happened after that, okay? So let's read the book of Genesis chapter 3 verse 1 to 5. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord had made. It said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the tree in the garden, but God did say you must not eat from the tree that's in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So we're going to stop here. Notice, I want you to notice that the serpent, the devil, basically told Eve that God lied to her. You will not certainly die. God is just lying to you because he knows that if you hit from it, you will be like him. So he told her that God lied to you. Basically, that's what he was trying to say. And she should not believe God because God deceived her. But you see, all God has ever wanted from man is man's total faith and belief in him. And Satan knew that, so it triggered the sin of unbelief in Eve's heart. She doubted the truth God told her. She rather believed Satan instead of believing God. And this birthed a sinful desire for the fruit. Verse 6 says, When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for for food and pleasing to the eyes and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some of it and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were open and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig trees together and made covering for themselves. God told them, you must not eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. God did not lie. He told them the truth because they actually did die. You might say, oh, oh, no, they did not die. Adam and Eve lived for a long time. They even gave birth to so many children. You know, Abel, Cain, Seth, and all that. Yes. Physically, they did not die immediately. But eventually, they did die. But immediately, the disbelieved God and the committed saying, you know, the earth from the tree, their spirit died. They died a spiritual death. Adam and Eve died a spiritual death. Immediately, the disbelieved good. The moment they exchanged the truth about go for a lie and believe the lie instead, a sinful desire was birthed and they acted on it and their spirit died. They became trapped and dead in their sins and trespasses. Because man disbelieved God, sin and death entered God's perfect and good creation. And that is why the greatest sin is the sin of unbelief. Every other sin stems from this sin. 
every other sin of um lying, stealing, every other thing turns from the sin of unbelief. Because we do not trust God, we do not have faith in God, we do so many other things. This is why every man that is born into the sinful world gradually develops a heart that is bent away from God. The world is sinful. The woman who bore the child has a sinful body and flesh. Hence, the offspring is also sinful with a perishable, sinful and dead spirit. Man is born with a spirit and a heart that does not yield and believe and trust God. And when we do not believe God, we disobey Him and we sin. Our heart is hostile to God and no one is righteous. Even the good man, you know, the similar good man is sinful and unrighteous. But for God so loved the world. God loves us so much. And it was not going to just allow Satan to destroy everything and to just win Besides, nothing surprises God, okay? He wasn't caught unaware when Adam and Eve sinned. He was not like, oh my God, I mean, he's God. He's not going to be like, oh my me. <laughs> if he knew it all, and he had already predestined a plan for man's salvation, restoration, redemption, and reconciliation. All right? So let's continue. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave his only begotten son. You see, the prophecy of giving, of the giving of Jesus Christ was laid down and said by God himself in Genesis after the fall of man. When God cursed the serpent in Genesis 3 verse 15, he said, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. It will crush your head and you will strike his heel. The offspring of the woman that God was referring to here was Jesus, the son of the living God, who was going to be born as a human from a woman, Mary. God here entered at the restoration, salvation, and redemption of man. You see, Pastor Robert Murray said it best. When man fell from the created goodness of God, it sent Jesus so man would not fall from his infinite goodness. This is God's love for us. So finally, God gave his son after so many years, yet at the most perfect time after this initial sin and countless other sins that men went on to commit, God was indeed grieved by the sin of man. In Genesis 6 verse 6, God said, The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the hurt, and his heart was deeply troubled. He regretted, but he also loved and he still loves. And his love is patient and long-suffering. He patiently waited for the right time to, to bring his plan to friction, conciliation, salvation, and redemption of man back to him. So God favored a young virgin woman called Mary. And she conceived by the Holy Spirit. This child was called Jesus Christ. He walked to hers, revealing and teaching us about God. He came to give us truth and grace. And when it was time for God to give him up for our sins, he used some wicked men to carry out his plan. They didn't kill Jesus. Jesus simply laid down his life because his father gave it for our sake. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 says, 
God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. He became sin for us, and the offering of sin for us. The penalty of sin is death. Only death, the shedding of blood, can cover sin. And so the Old Testament, we will see the high priest would actually kill a lamb for the atonement of his sin and the people's sin. But this was never going to fully save man. He only made man outwardly and ceremonially clean. Man's conscience was still tainted by sin and man's spirit was still dead. So in God's infinite love, he provided us with an eternal lamb, Jesus, whose sacrifice was perfect and strong enough to take away our sins forever and save us completely from the claws of sin and death. It was a once and for all sacrifice. Romans 6 verse 9 to 11 says, For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, it cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death it died, it died to sin once and for all. But the life it lives, it lives to God. In the same way, in the same way, count yourself dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. For God so loved the word that he gave his only begotten son. And the last part of John 3, 16 says, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life you see after God gave his son he was buried and God did not allow him to see decay so he was resurrected on the third day this signifies that Jesus overcame and conquered sin he died on our behalf the death we should have died for death is the penalty of sin and it didn't stop there because again if he has just died then that is it we will also just die and just stay dead but he resurrected he conquered sin it resurrected to die no more we also have an assurance of eternal life a resurrection from the dead if we die before the second coming of christ jesus so jesus did his part god did his part and what is required of us is to simply believe in him. That whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. It is finished, said Jesus, before he died on that cross over 2,000 years ago. What was finished? Your salvation, your reconciliation to the Father. All we need to do is believe, have faith in the finished work of salvation, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Whosoever believes in him, Jesus, shall not perish, but have eternal life. 1 John chapter 5, verse 11 to 12 says, And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son does not have life.
Everyone who has not believed in the Son of God is a living dead. Such a person is just existing and not truly living. Again, Jesus said in John 10 verse 10, The thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come so that you may have life and have it in full. It came so that we may have life and have it in full and have it abundantly. Why would it come to give us life if we were already living? I mean, we consider ourselves alive, right? But it's because we are not living. I mean, our body and minds are alive temporarily to also die someday. But the most important part of us that was originally designed to live forever our spirit is that and it is only made alive in Christ Jesus our bodies our flesh and our minds are very perishable the body will return to the dust where it came from our spirit however was designed and created to live forever but when sin entered the world it died and it can only live again and inherit the kingdom of God when we believe in Jesus Christ and are made alive in him. This is the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Christ Jesus died for our sins, according to the scriptures, that he was buried and rose again on the third day, according to the scriptures. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 3 to 4. Thank you so much for listening, guys. In the next part, we will answer the question, how do I get set now that we know what the gospel of Christ Jesus is? Thank you so much for listening. I will see you guys on the next episode. God bless you. And you are eternally loved by God. Bye-bye.